Hey, this is Pam Perry. Thanks for joining us again for Get Out There, Get Known podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, again, about four personal branding tips that you should probably take advantage of. And it's one of the things that we're talking with someone that is from the down under. They are a little bit far away in a different time zone and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be talking with Lewis in the next few. So right after this, we will be bringing him back and talking about the four branding tips that you should incorporate right now in order to get out there and get known. Thanks for joining. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. All right. Hey there. So today we're going to talk about like cutting through the noise, right? How to really get yourself out there and get known through the media and how to go from average to enviable. Um, we're going to be talking with Lewis. I think we say Schneck. Um, he's really built a, a global network um, over the past few years, and he's committed to helping businesses and brands and entrepreneurs grow their own brands and get more exposure through digital media and PR. He's passionate about helping executives find their competitive edge and sharing their unique and impactful stories through the use of social media and public relations. He's worked with over 500 industry-leading clients. His goal is to shine a new light on the underrated value of PR. So you can know why I had to have him on the show. We kind of talk the same language. So, you know, sometimes I interview my media friends and sometimes my PR colleagues. And so Lewis is like one of my new besties, business besties here. Um, his work has been featured in some of the leading publications, including Entrepreneur Magazine, The Good Men Project, Addicted to Success, as well as many others as well. The possibilities are endless when you really have a brand that really makes you stand out and stand above the noise. So with that, I'm going to bring up Lewis. Hey there. <laughs> hey Pam, how are you? Thanks so much I'm for having like, me here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So tell people where you're coming from here. Where where are yeah. you exactly in the world? So I'm actually in Gold Coast in Australia, so down under. Um, yeah. That's it. That's it. So thank you so much for joining us today. So I'm going to get right into it because one of the things that I talked about boosting your brand, right? Because your company name is actually called Boost, Boost Media. Media Agency, right? So really talk a little bit about some of the, the media um, that you have had people on and, and give us a backstory before we kind of jump into the branding tips. Yeah, so the high level backstory of myself. So I grew up in the capital of Australia, which is called Canberra. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up there till I was about 20 years old. Then I actually moved to the US. So I was in college oh. in Kansas and then Ohio. So I was there for nearly three years. Things okay. didn't work out there at the second school that I went to. So I ended up coming back home, finishing my university degree in Melbourne, Australia here. Mm -hmm. And then I really, I kind of went through like a, a transition period in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew university wasn't for me. And so I, I made the commitment to kind of, you know, personal growth, which 
you know, led me to a lot more success in golf than I probably would have had otherwise. And, you know, I, I worked really, really hard for like two, three years um, at golf, but I kind of got to this crossroads. It was, it was literally when I turned 25, um, you know, a quarter life crisis, if you will. And I, I couldn't play right, golf that, anymore. I just, right, right I, minute, Lewis, I lost the passion. That was one of the Sorry? things when you said quarter life crisis, that was the first time I had heard that um, a few years ago when my daughter turned 25 and I'm like, she says quarter life crisis. She said, I said, what is that? She says a quarter of life, like not midlife, like quarter life. I was like, Oh, that's a thing. She said, yeah, that's a thing. She says things move a lot faster now, mom. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. I get it. I get it. So really at that point, because you were working in a digital age, so much is coming at people like they don't know how to process all of this. So really continue. Can you, I, I just, that was just caught my attention right there. When you said the quarter life crisis is like, okay. So when that happened, what was the, the next move? I guess you would say what you wanted to do. Yeah. So when I hit the quarter life crisis, so I, I fell out of love with the game of golf. I just, I, I just dreaded going out there because, and this was a really important lesson as well is like, burnout can be a real thing right and like i i really overdid it i honestly i probably took no more than five days off in two years and i was at the golf course minimum five to you know eight nine ten hours a day and so you know i i I improved a lot but like one thing i didn't realize is that my performance at like tournaments was lacking purely because i wasn't rested going into the events i thought you know prior to the events i should just keep practicing harder work the hardest work the hardest work the hardest like i always had the mentality of outwork everyone but at the same time, I lacked the strategy there to actually have the, the foresight to be like, okay, you need to be fresh and like ready to go uh, for the event. So long story short, learned a ton of lessons from that, which I, I pretty much applied all the same kind of things, you know, like discipline, patience, um, work ethic into my first business endeavor, which is an events company. So I own a, a nationwide events company in Australia as well. I recently sold most of the business. I just don't have the time or bandwidth to to run two things, don't want to spread myself thin. So yeah, and basically too. you've got to oh, be yeah. there for events. Yeah. And, and COVID too. Right. So we took a big hit from that, but um, I fortunately had the foresight. Um, I was presented, presented with a really good opportunity. The way that I kind of fell into PR was quite interesting because I started my events company. I had one of my best friends who uh, he lived in Canada and the U S and basically his expertise was building sales teams. And he had, uh, an opportunity at a PR firm. Uh, I think they were based in uh, Oregon. And anyway, okay. he's like, you want to, do you want to like, you know, learn some sales stuff and like be a sales rep for me for this company? And I said, yeah, man, like, why not? I'm, I'm open to opportunity. Right. So I was doing that in the events. Long story short, um, of course, I'm not going to name names, but the guy who was running that, that company, I just did not like the way that he operated the business. And I, I knew that I could do the same thing, but way better. So I was like, you know what? I didn't have any contracts with the guy and I was like, I'm just going to go and do my own thing. Um, but it was the first real time like that I'd been exposed to the power of like the media. And I was like, I was blown away. Like I was like, I remember the first time and I'm sure you can probably relate as well. And for anyone listening, if you've never had your first article, the feeling that I got when I was published somewhere for the first time, I can't remember where it was. It was one of the most incredible feelings that I'd ever had. I, I was sending it to all my family, my friends. It was like a very validating experience. And so it's cool to bring that to people um, at scale. That is really, that is one of the the background. Yeah, I love that because it is a power PR is something that 
really can shape you and, and positions you in the marketplace. One of the first um, front page articles that I got for um, a client I was working for was the front page of the Detroit Free Press. And it was for a Christian camp. And they got on the front page of the Detroit Free Press. And it was a a game changer for them because they raised so much money. The awareness came up with the good work that they were doing. And then because of the good work that they were doing, more people knew about it. And they actually, from that one article, raised all the funds they needed to send all the kids to camp. And I just remember that's the power of PR. And it really came out of relationships because I used to work for the free press probably about 10 years before. And some of the same people were there. And so when I picked up the phone to call the particular reporter, I will say her name, Cassandra Spratling. Love her. She's retired now. Uh, she actually wrote the story, and it was a beautiful story, and it really did a lot of good. It was a power of PR, for sure, for sure. That is one of the things. So outside of the PR, the thing that um, people have to understand is media, it's radio, it's television, it's print. And really, print can really translate into Google. So explain how PR and the SEO and the Google all kind of blend together. Yeah, good question. So the way that I look at, you know, PR, so we, we mainly focus on digital PR versus print. Um, mm -hmm. We have done print for a few clients, but obviously the power with, um, you know, press and articles that rank in Google is that not only do you get the exposure to the audience of, you know, say it's Forbes magazine, you also get that SEO power, whereas you can rank for a certain keyword. So let's say you wanted to rank for, let's say you're a speaker, right? It's like, you know, uh, best speakers to book in Kansas, right? And then like you can rank articles for that keyword, right? So it's like, uh, you know, for myself, I have articles in there like, you know, the, the branding tips and you just, you have them in there and people will see them when they're searching for it and they might be compelled to, you know, follow the call to action and just like, you know, schedule a time to learn more. So it's a way to also like long-term generate business and leads on a slow, consistent basis by just having that content there. And then lastly, there's obviously the ways which you can leverage PR amongst your own network. So there might be potential clients that, you know, if they've been in the pipeline for a while, there might be, you know, people who just follow you and they like your content. And then like several of our clients, they've then been featured and posted the article. And that's been the thing that's compelled people to take the action and, you know, go ahead and work with them or, you know, do business in some capacity. So yeah, it's um those kind of three key things, are the things I really like to highlight and leverage for all of our clients. Yeah, it's it's all about Google. I always tell people, I said, if you're not in Google, you don't exist, right? <laughs> so you don't exist, at least not to when Correct. people are going on their phone to look for you. And it's like, oh, they don't exist. We have to be able to Google you. And so that's part of the branding that I want to talk to you about, about how to really use that and what are some of the tips for branding. And one of the things that you talk about is for a branding tip and a branding first let's explain a little bit Lewis what branding is what does branding do for a speaker author uh, or a company organization what does it what does it do personally for a person when they say you have a brand what does that mean to you yeah good question so I was actually scrolling through LinkedIn the other week and I saw this post that came up and this was a really great definition I've never heard for you know everyone kind of understands marketing but it's like what's the difference between branding and marketing, right? right? And so marketing is asking someone out on a date, right? But branding is the reason that they say yes. So ah. that being said, the brand is the way that you present yourself to the world, right? So it's like how you kind of show up, what is like your kind of key messages, how you can serve people. And ultimately, yeah, just showcasing you as the person because there's, there's tons of businesses out there that have been really wildly successful without, you know, the founder showing their face. 
But now in the digital age where everyone's on social media, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, people want to see who's behind the business. And so those people who are like, you know, like the Gary V's, Grant Cardone, um, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, these guys, people might not realize, but they've built like a crazy personal brand um, through leveraging like the media, podcast, TV, um, interviews, all those kinds of things to now where it's like people would line up. They don't have to sell, right? Because they've built this brand that's so like attractive to people that, that have people lining up to work with them, right? Yes, that is. That's really key. I think about a lot of the media that are brands as well. So in our community, there is a radio, Radio One was started by Kathy Hughes. So Kathy Hughes and Radio One are very similar because people love Kathy Hughes or there was Earl Graves who did Black Enterprise. And so people loved Earl Graves. He was the brand. Uh, Susan Taylor was the publisher of Essence Magazine and she became the brand. So it was like the media organizations themselves became the brand. Oprah, obviously, you know, she became the brand, Oprah herself. So when you see the pictures of a Kathy Hughes, a Susan Taylor, um, Earl Graves, any of those people, they are the brand. And and I think about that. It's like before, it's like, okay, well, who is the president of uh, whatever media organization? Um, you will then like, okay, are they the brand? You do want to see them. And so when I think about that, it's like, that is so true. When I look at different radio stations or TV stations, I look at, okay, not only is it the host or the producer or the publisher, but the publisher themselves, they have to have a brand outside of that as well. I remember Success Magazine, Darren Hardy, he became the brand, right? It was like Success Magazine. Yeah, that's a media outlet. But then also Darren Hardy was also, he was the personality. And so he spun off and wrote his own books and he has his own brand. And that's the thing about the brand. It is their personality. So one of the things you talk about in your tips is that the first thing that people have to do is be authentic. So when we say authentic, what does that really what does that really mean? It's like, okay, do I just show up any kind of way? And it's like, hey, this is me. Take it or leave it. What does authentic mean when they say, okay, you've got to build a personal brand? What does authenticity mean? Yeah, good question. So there's obviously tons of definitions, but the way I define it is just showing up as yourself, right? Obviously, there's people that say you got to post a certain way. you got to do this and this. But like, you know, like a ton of people, like for myself and a lot of people I talk to, it just doesn't feel authentic. They feel like they're being someone else or they're modeling someone else's content for the sake of just putting it out there versus like, what's something really authentic to me, right? And like, what I think that comes down to is like, one, being vulnerable and like just Mm -hmm. sharing stories that kind of showcase you as a person and maybe a bit of your journey, because like the stuff with the branding and, you know, the media outlets, it's essentially, I, I believe that the reason why people gravitate towards personal brands is because we just crave the human connection right yes people don't care about a logo they're like they see a logo walking down the street they're not going to say they can't talk to the logo (laughs) they see the founder it's like oh my god like you know they they have that that connection so i think it comes down to you know just being your true self and you know showcasing things that highlight your strengths and not being afraid to be a little vulnerable yeah i i see that really happening with um 
someone that I followed on social media, Tabitha Brown. And she's very authentic. She speaks into the camera. She she has that vulnerability. She's been featured in New York Times. And she was just on the Ellen Show just last week. And uh, she's a vegan. She talks about vegan cooking and things like that. But it is when she is excited about something, you'll know it. When she's sad about something, you will know it. It is her that compels people to watch her on social media, which is millions across across all channels. And she's got a book. And so the book came out and it became a bestseller. And it was her authenticity. It's just basically her name is Tabitha Brown. And she basically tells her story, how she's been struggling for 20 years to really make it. And now, quote unquote, she has made it, uh, so to speak, in terms of She's opened up a restaurant. She has other brands that are spinning off from her brand. And it's like she becomes like not just a social media influencer, but like very authentic from just being herself. And that is like that's like the goal, right, to be authentic and then also to get paid as well. So the other thing, Louis, you talk about that I really, really love that you said that um, these two get clear on your personal brand pillars and a pillar you said is really like um a structure to hold up an ornament. So really talk about, get clear. Clarity is everything, but clear in your personal brand pillars. So really talk about that. What does that mean? Yeah, so that I like the way you sum that up. So it's pretty much like, you know, you have your brand and then what are the things that make up your brand? So those are the pillars, they support you. So, you know, for context, like for myself, uh, my brand consists of like PR and media, uh, mm-hmm. business advice and entrepreneurship in general. I'm a huge golfer, as I mentioned, I played golf. so. I like to include that in there. It's a really great because a lot of a lot of business people play golf, so it's kind of like a really uh, good uh, connection point. Network, so yeah, yeah, network. Correct. There's that, and then also like nature and travel. So yeah, I love to go out and travel. I love going out in nature. So those are what I kind of keep everything under that sort of umbrella. So that way, people know what to expect, right? If one day yeah. I'm posting about like being a life coach, and the next week I'm posting about you know being a, an airplane pilot, like. You know, there's a bit of confusion. So it's kind of, you yeah. got to keep everything consistent and congruent so that no matter where people go and see you, they, they know you're kind of going to be delivering the content in that sort of realm, right? I love that. Yeah. It, congruency is important. That's that's the key. That's my favorite word. Your brand has to be congruent. And for me, my brand pillars are branding and PR, obviously. Um, I love media, media relations. Um, I love black media and speakers and authors. For the last 20 years, that's probably like, that's been it. What I've really been posting about, there's been maybe some few one-offs. Maybe I would post about, I don't know, my family anniversary, which went viral one time because we were dancing in the middle of COVID, right? Because we couldn't go out because it was like March of 2020. So we just did a video that kind of went crazy viral because I was like, we were planning to go to Haruba. And so now we're in our living room, you know, uh, but for the most part it's always been consistent and congruency. And that is your pillars. So you have no more than five, but I find that when people are confused, then their brand is going to be diluted and confused as well. And I just, I, I love that. That is, that's probably like the main thing that I really find that people just don't do is they're not congruent on that. So really um, that that is one of the main things. So being authentic, again, part of what your pillars, like you said, you love golf. So that's part of it as well. So the other thing that you said, talk about investing in your brand. Woo-hoo. So investing is one of the things that people don't understand that you just don't show up like this. This takes some work. It takes some investment. So let's talk about investing in your brand. 
Yeah, so I mean, on a deeper level, I'll start with like investing in yourself because I think before investing in your brand, you've got to invest in yourself, right? And whether that's through like knowledge, reading books or finding like a mentor to guide you on the right path, kind of sets you up to a place where it's like, you know, you have a brand, you're out there. It's like, okay, how can we now take this to the next level, right? So mm -hmm. obviously, I'm sure you and I can both agree, PR is one of the best ways you can invest in yourself and your yeah. brand, right? Yes. So that is probably like the biggest key. But I think for anyone listening, like just in, be look at investing in yourself as like you're going to make a return on it regardless, right? I used to be incredibly scared of like parting ways with all this money because I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to get. But all those times that I made a big investment, Obviously, I speak with the right person, but it has paid off like tenfold, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think you, you're your biggest asset. Your brand is your biggest asset. So why wouldn't you do everything in your power to improve your skill set, improve your presence online? Because ultimately, that's what's going to be, you know, bringing you the money and, you know, creating that fulfilling life. So, yeah, I think being actively looking for ways you can improve and, you know, invest, yeah. That's that's one of the key things that I find because both of us have, are in this field and we know the marketing and the PR and the branding. And so someone who doesn't, they can have someone do it for them, but it does, it would pay off if they knew it for themselves. So you can, you can give someone a fish, as they say, or you can teach them to fish. So if you know how to do the PR for yourself. One, you would know how to pick a better PR agency. Two, one. And two, you would be able to do it for yourself for a lifetime and not just that one time. So my program, Ready, Set, Go, Speak, a lot of times it's like, well, what is this program? Is it like I, you're my publicist? It's like, no, I'm actually training you to be your own publicist. And so when you are your own publicist, you know how to write the release, you know how to pitch the release, you know how to talk to the media, you know how to create your own brand, you know how to position yourself, how to build a platform, what that all means so that you know the lingo of it, you know, at least know the lingo, the language of what it is that the industry is about. If you're going to go in any industry, you do need to know a little bit of the lingo so you don't show up looking crazy, you know, so you do want to know some of the lingo. So like you can Google your way through a lot of stuff, but sometimes if you just have one particular place where you can go as your go-to, like, I need to ask a question, is this right? How does this look? That's important. And that's an investment. And a lot mm -hmm. of times people don't like to invest, but if, when I find people who are a success, they have invested in the things that matter, whether they're reading mm -hmm. books, taking courses, doing a membership, hiring an agency, Whatever it is, they're investing in something that comes back. It doesn't just happen. So I'm, I'm like a, I am a, uh, before COVID, I was a conference junkie. And I have been going to some conferences. I just went to one last weekend. But I went to conferences all the time to learn, to absorb, to grow. In order to build your brand, you have to grow. And the only way you can grow is really getting new information. Information will change the seasons of your life. So if you're still stuck in the same season, it's because you don't have new information. So investing is very, very important. And it's not just for that one time, it's for a lifetime. That's the, the main thing about investing in your brand. It's not just one, but it, it'll continually grow. So the last one, well, not really the last one, but one of the the, the key points, which, which we talked about earlier, was to build your personal brand really involves 
compelling stories and messaging. So kind of talk about compelling stories and messaging. And not like a sad story, like, oh, it's got to be like so sad, but just a story, something in your messaging. So really give us a little bit about that, what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously different types of stories you can use. Some of them, you know, a sad story can actually, you know, make a really big impact because it creates a lot of emotion. But so my dad, just for context, um, I, this is how I kind of got exposed to the idea of storytelling in business. So I have a pile of, wait, this is, sorry, the camera's the wrong way there. Sorry. It's backwards. <laughs> um, anyway, a pile of the book is called putting stories to work, but basically, uh, yeah, they have a company called anecdote. They've been involved in business storytelling for nearly the last 20 years and basically showing organizations how to come up with a brand story, connection stories, and ultimately, Stop treating like the, the employees of these huge corporations like cogs in a machine, right? So what a story does, it creates that human element. I could say the exact same thing, right? That's not a story and tell the, the exact same thing in a story. I guarantee you, you will remember the story, right? Because the story has yeah. details. It has a person, a time and place. And those are memorable things. To give you an example. So when I was in college, after I finished my first year of junior college in Kansas, um, I flew to Colorado because my dad was at, I think it's called the ATD. It's a global business conference. And mm -hmm. Simon Sinek, you know who he is? Start with why? Yeah, I love him. Yes. So he, he was speaking there, right? Anyway, so there was a, there was was a ton of- college? Okay, go on. No, no, not, not me, not me, not me. Okay. So my, my dad was there anyway. And okay. he comes back to the hotel after the day and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, it was like a decent day. And I was like, oh, like what happened? He's like, well- you know, I was reminded again of like why we do what we do. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you know, I saw all these people speak and I, I wanted to test my theories out. So he was speaking to just some people in the crowd after the, the speakers had all finished. And he said, so guys, who was your favorite speaker today? And they all said this, this, one, this one same guy. Let's say his name is Jeff. I have no idea what his name was. But anyway, apparently Jeff had this like really fancy slide deck. He had this like three-piece suit, this nice watch. He spoke incredibly well. He sounded so smart, right? And my dad goes, oh, cool. Like, yeah, he was pretty good. Like, what what was, like, one of the things that he spoke about? And no one could remember a single thing that he spoke about, right? And then he asked them, so do you guys remember Simon Sinek, like, what he talked about? And they're like, oh, yeah, he spoke about how, like, his daughter went to get a loan from the bank or, you know, something like that and couldn't. And so the, the point I'm making here is that, like, Simon Sinek used the story versus the other person just tried to spit all these facts and sound really smart and use that complex language. So ultimately what we're taught in school in that sense doesn't really get us anywhere, right? But if we can create a story, we create something that's memorable, right? Because emotions, memory, the most emotional times. If I say, what's the most memorable thing in your life? I guarantee you it's going to be some kind of thing where you felt a big emotion. So it's mm -hmm. like trying to tell your story and stories about different things in a way that invoke emotion in people because that's ultimately how they're going to remember you and how they're going to make that connection with you. Yeah. And, and people do need to make that connection. And it's like in the Bible. I mean, Jesus spoke in parables, which is basically stories. He could give you a whole lot of stuff, um, but really he tells it in parables and stories. And so that's one of the things. Telling stories is important for speakers to know, to build your brand. Uh, authors, they can tell you about the book and tell you all about the facts in the book, but they can really just tell you about stories from the book. Uh, so it is it's storytelling and messaging. When people are going on a campaign, they're getting elections and that sort of thing. Um, 
their campaign manager will sit down with them and say, this is your message points. These are your messaging points. So when Barack Obama was running for uh, president, you know, what is your, what are your messaging? What's your messaging points? And so, you know, yes, we can. And that was always like the main thing. And he just, just really had the messaging points of what his campaign was about. And so it's the same thing with your personal brand. What are your messaging? What is What are the stories that you're going to tell? If you notice any great speakers, whether it's Tony Robbins or Les Brown, they have their stories that they tell. And it's almost mm-hmm. like a concert in a way. Like if they were to come to speak and they didn't tell that story, you'd be mad. Just like someone who, you know, is like a singer and they don't sing your favorite song, <laughs> you'll be mad. Right. It's the same thing with speakers. It's like they the very... High level speakers, those that are like I call like the top level speakers, they have these particular stories that they they have perfected and told. And we love hearing them because of the connection that we get from them. So that is really like the main thing. So, yes, it is so important. So I know the importance of messaging is really, really important. And then just our interview, just knowing a little bit more about you, I'm going to remember the things that you said, obviously, to build a personal brand but also really talking about the stories of getting to know Lewis, you know, the things that, you know, like you said, you were here, you were actually in the Midwest, you were here in uh, in Ohio, you were in Kansas. So I'm in Michigan, right? So I'm in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So this is like, you were in the, you were in my area, you were in the Midwest area. So it's a different thing about the Midwest people that you probably have figured out a little bit about by being in that area. It's like, maybe that's why you went back to Australia. (laughs) No, I mean, the people were the the best part of it, honestly, like, because not, nothing against Kansas, but I got there from living in like a city in Australia to going into a small town in Kansas. And it, it was like a bit of a culture shock. And I, I almost was like, what what have I gotten myself into? But like, it didn't take long to make friends. And like, no yes. matter like what, it's always the people that make the experience, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter about the place. If, you, if you're with the best friends and like you make really great memories with the people, that's what you remember, not, you know, oh, it was just a small town with lots of cornfields, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of cornfields, probably in Ohio as well. I remember one time I was taking oh, my yeah. daughter to uh, a college in Bowl- Bowling Green. It was in Ohio as well. And uh, she didn't want to go there because on the drive there, she was seeing parts of it that she didn't really want to be there. She said, there's nothing out there. It's just cornfields. I'm like, oh my gosh, she ended up going to Michigan State. I'm like, it's just trees. I mean, what? It, anyway, it does have to do with the people. So that's one of the main things. But just getting to know you better has been really, really enjoyable. Uh, Boost Media Agency, you do excellent work uh, getting people placed, like you said, in the digital PR space, getting them known, um, getting positioning them so that they have a digital footprint and, and are seen as an expert. So that's kind of the work that you do. And I love the fact that we can talk from different parts of the world using the internet how about that you know you're the down under and i'm in michigan so that's really really cool as well so a lot of your clients are from global they're all over and that's that's the beauty of digital pr what are some of the main things that people that you really love to work with some of the the people that you love to um you know do do uh services for honestly it's literally just what we talked about people with really really great stories so a couple so one of my favorite clients like it's it's a, it's a really sad story like but you and I both can agree on this I'm sure that like you need a good story for the media to pick it up right mm-hmm. like a business owner is a dime a dozen but like what's that unique thing that's really going to you know capture attention and you know this this guy he you know he lost his dad right during covid their business got completely folded so he literally like had to 
pivot his whole life and he started like an e-commerce business where he was it was like some female uh, vanity mirrors type of thing but anyway within a few months he'd sold like a hundred thousand dollars worth and like you know he started supporting his whole entire family from that because his mom didn't work for like the last 20 years because the dad supported the dad still had debt on the business so they were like you know a financial wreck and he took ownership and was like i've got to make something happen and so like desperation leads to inspiration so it's like you have to you know when people have that chip on their shoulder and they have to make something happen they're a lot more likely to do it than just feeling like oh yeah i really want to start a business this year it's like i have to do this to support my family i don't have a choice so yeah for, to, to sum up the answer quickly i know i rambled there but no i love that i love like that really, it made me a really great story you know, it just made me think a lot of uh, African-Americans are like that. They don't have the bank loan. They don't have they don't come from a silver spoon. They have got to make it work. So desperation does lead to inspiration for sure. Creativity will come when there is no cash. OK, mm-hmm. so I love that story. And I'm like, well, those mirrors. OK, let me let me find out about those mirrors. You got to let me know about what kind of mirror that was. <laughs> yeah, but they're really cool, actually. It's like they've got like the LED lights. Like I'm sure you probably have a light behind the computer, but. It's got that on the mirror so you can just like have it in your room and it's got the perfect lighting and stuff. It, it's a pretty smart idea because it's quite viral because all the girls want to share their photos in those mirrors, you know, because yes. they're in the perfect lighting and yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because listen, I just have like the basic one, okay? It's the, the the dirty one, but this basic one, like I would love to have the one with the LED lights, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I digress. The LED I digress. lights one, will, it'll blow it out of the water for sure. Ah, I love it. I love it. So, um, Lewis, thank you so much for joining Get Out There, Get Known podcast today. I just really enjoy speaking with you and what you are doing to and, um, for your clients and everything, but working with entrepreneurs and working with those that want to get out there and get known is really important. If people want to know more about you, they can go to boostmediaagency.com, the .com there so that you can boost your brand. That's one of the main things. It'll help you boost your brand and really just help you get out there and get known. And so thank you so much for joining us. People can uh, go to that site and have a conversation with you and see how you can work it out for them. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. I really enjoyed it. All righty. So thank you all for listening to Get Out There, Get Known podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you share and make sure that you rate. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to so that other people can find the podcast as well. We try every single week to bring you the best people who can help you get out there, get known, whether it's media, PR colleagues, or even those that are doing it themselves and they give you their tips as well. So with that, I am Pam Perry. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember to go to readysetgospeak.com. You can try the program out for seven days for $7. And it's everything that you know in order to get your you ready, set, and to go speak out there in the media. So with that, I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by pamperrypr.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PanPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PanPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.